Alright, hey everybody, it's Nathaniel Avila reporting from Dallas County, and I'm also here with Ruby and I don't know who some other person. Uh, also <laughs> from Dallas County. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And we're also joined with Jane Yan from Hello. reporting from Greater Orlando. How are you doing today? And good, good. How are and you guys? I'm doing great. So where are you from, Jane? Okay, so I'm originally from China. So I come here to study films. And right now I'm living here and keep continuing to finding a job and just searching for myself in this film industry. Awesome. And you're currently doing some editing, right? For like a Korean Yeah, I'm currently... Yes, uh, I, I, I'm actually not working for them anymore. But I used to, I used to work for them as an editor, like... A, I editing some TikTok videos, like for them to make create some content for them, and I I think it's a pretty you know interesting job because I actually never really into the TikTok. Like mm -hmm. I maybe sometimes will, you know, watch the TikTok, but some I never really learn how to edit in them because it's actually pretty different from you editing to a, a film or something like we. You already do, so it's actually pretty a new experience, and I think I'm pretty happy about that job. That's awesome. So you're an editor as well. That's just basically what I was making. Yeah, yeah. I am you're an editor, and 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 is that what you primarily do? Editing. Uh, no, edit editor is not my first choice. I mean, producer always is my top choice okay. and you know you have to be you know improvise sometimes and to be kind of like a do the multi-task so i like editing it's fun and also like i want to improve my editing skills so also like i'm also doing some producing job for my friends when we making some short films like also so do the both i think that's great why not right yeah great so you have a friend just like i do with nate yeah just... yes kick butt together, make some films. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, and we then also, film. also Jane here was also the, uh, I remember she was supposed to be my producer for the Electric electric Strings yeah, film. Yeah, virtually we got that, into oh, this right. Yeah. But I still miss that. I really want to make that project work, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we'll we weren't able to. We still have some time. We, we, we're really focusing on this project that we have going on for this week. And oh, that's, that's amazing. That's amazing. amazing one. But, like, uh, it. And also we do that. I mean, Nate has uh, already has some music, right, for them, for that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we did a lot. So, yeah, it's a, it's a I mean, unfortunately we can make it, but it's all still good to, at least we did some pre-production, uh, pre pre sorry. So it's a fun person. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll say a little bit about what we have going on later on this episode. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for being here again and letting us know a little bit about you. Um, on today's episode, we are going to discuss fantasy films. Mm -hmm. um, so my pick is actually um, Lord of the Rings. Okay. And, oh classic yeah serenity um what was your pick sucker punch sucker punch more like and then punch. nate is gonna do luca yeah that's why i'm um, italy yeah i love luca and jen's gonna do uh, mrs peregrine's right yes 
The Peculiar mm-hmm. Child. Okay, I funny. loved I loved that movie, and it made me actually oh. go read the book afterwards, and I loved the book. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, no, it's fine. I mean, we'll get into the movies, of course. Um, before that, we just kind of wanted to take a little bit of time because I know we have a limited amount of time here on the podcast. But um, we just want to take the time to use our platform, like we always do, to bring, you know, some matters to light and to answer some questions and things like that. And uh, we actually just wanted to answer or go around, I guess, some concerns, some main concerns of that people have in regards to getting the vaccine, you know, vaccinated against the virus. And so we're just going to list and, and we're going to not take too long. Like we're not even going to explanation because of course we're not the experts here. We're not claiming to be experts on this. We will have links in the description of the video with the experts, you know, the sources that we got this information from. Um, Because, again, that's not us. We're leaving this all to the experts, and um, you can just look through the sources below. Um, And whenever we say vaccine, we're specifically referring to the Pfizer only, not any of the other ones. We're simply talking about the Pfizer and Pfizer only. So, and that's only, sorry, and that's only because we have personal experience with (laughs) Pfizer and a lot of other people that we knew that got Pfizer. So that's kind of why we say we recommend Pfizer. Serenity, so, why, why are you such a teenager, Serenity? <laughs> For the people who are curious about what's in it, nobody really knows except it's, we know it's antibodies, for sure. Antibodies are what's in the vaccine. No, it's not nobody ever really knows. I mean, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to say it like that, but like... Not, not a lot of people like, know. Well, they're not hiding the ingredients. The U.S. Virgin <laughs> Islands is part yeah, of the U.S. Ingredients. I mean, yeah. there's a link that you'll see below that'll list the ingredients, but in... In, in general, they're antibodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, <laughs> not FDA approved. That's another concern that people have. A lot of people say, well, it's not FDA approved. But I'm sure it is. Nate, I think you've read some about in the, into that. Can you give us your explanation on that? On what? On them saying that it's not FDA approved. I don't. I wasn't prepared for this. What? I'm pretty oh, sure I it is. You just said it is. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. It is. It's mm-hmm. actually approved. It was emergency approved by the FDA. But I also want to make a point to say that there are a lot of non-FDA approved in stuff in your household right now that you really don't even know about. Um, I can list a couple, like uh, let's like see, like Serenity. That work stuff um herbalife if you use herbalife that's not fda approved um some shampoos you probably use are not fda approved like there's so many things so i would very much um you know how do i say advise you to go look into that Mm. because it is actually fda approved and then another concern that i see a lot of people talking about is they're like really scared of what's going to happen in the future due to the vaccine um you know, I can't tell you, like, what's going to happen in, like, five years from now because, of course, like, you know, I don't know. But from personal experience, you know, I've got both doses. And from what I've seen, like, I've been fine. I haven't had any symptoms. None of the um, – n- neither of the doses affected me in any type of negative way. So Other than, like, muscle soreness. Mm-hmm. I think but, you know, any shot, any shot, you know, you get soreness. Yeah. So. I think, yeah. Because so, that's mainly what I heard, um, because I, I talked to a lot of people before I went to go get my vaccine. I talked to people who had the J&J. I talked to people who had Moderna. 
and I talked to people who had Pfizer and the one that reported like the least amount of symptoms and like they didn't get sick at all was Pfizer. Um, so that's why that's what I decided to go with. But um, what was that? Um, also, I think they've said something about nanotech, some new kind of nanotech being injected into you where they can track you or something like that. Uh, that you'll, you, I'm going to have you refer back to the ingredient sheet of what's in oh, the vaccine. Wait till they hear about cell phones. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to say that, Nate. We're not going to. They ain't waiting for that conversation. Okay. Um, and then the most common one that I hear a lot of people say is that I can still get COVID, so why do I need it? And I will just plainly tell you so that you don't die. Because, yes, you can still get it, but the antibodies that are in the vaccine work as a layer of protection so that you can avoid feeling very ill and or even like leading up to hospitalization. And there's studies already that have shown that, that the people who have, who have been vaccinated have not ended up in the hospital versus the people who are unvaccinated. Those are the main ones that are taking up all the ICU beds right now. So it is a great concern. Like I said, you can let, um, visit the sources below so you can get you know the experts behind all of this and more detail, of course, because we just have this time. Um, but it is very serious. I've lost way too many people like i've gone to too many funerals already and i just don't want to do it anymore guys so just please please be informed and let's do this together you know we have to do this together we all have to be vaccinated for it to stop mutating and stop getting you know out of control that's that's all i'm going to say about that all right so now the fun stuff right <laughs> Jen, we always want to allow our guests to go first, so please be our guest, and uh, you can go ahead and talk about your movie, your pick. So my pick, as you said, I like uh, Miss Peregrine, and I think I choose that one because I have a very, like, very specific memory about it. Like, I watch it not in the theater, not in any steam, it's actually on an airplane. Oh. Very funny story. It's an airplane, so it's actually I forget where I travel to, but it's kind of like a pretty long travel. So I watched the film. I choose on the airplane. And I was like, oh, this is looks the funny one. <laughs> At that time, I don't know the storyline. I don't know the genre. I just saw the picture of the poster, you know, in on the airline. This is on the, on that small screen. So I was like, okay, I'll choose this one. Okay, let's go. So I started watching it, and I was like, oh my god, this is very interesting story. Because, you you know, at first, when the when the, when the main character introduced the film, and when they open into that kind of like a time loop, mm -hmm. so it's kind of, oh my god, it's, 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 it's a very new story. So, so I have a very specific memory about it. And after the airplane travel, and I just when I come back home, maybe after a month later, and I rewatch it, I was like, it's still, you know, it's still then, you know, just interesting me. Like I'm so into it. Sometimes I'm not very into the movies, or sometimes I like fast my movie. Like maybe I would jump to the next part mm -hmm. because I know, what, I know exactly what's going to happen in this part. So I. The first time I saw, I would jump to, and maybe second time I would jump to another. So I, but it's my way to watch movies or drama. Like I like jump to the next part and next part and next part. Sometimes when you judge me, 
but that's my way. <laughs> so, but this this movie, so I just rewatch it and I still freaking love it. Character, they are each character has their you know different, and especially for the main character and the and also like the, even the bad guys, you feel like oh it's funny, you know it's not yeah. like oh, I hate it. No, I hate him. I hate I hate this guy. And you you lost some interest. But everybody is like intrigued, like gonna catch you to keep watching this. So that's why. Right. I have, and also, I remember after that, in this year, also have saw another time loop movie. It's called Palm Springs. I I'm not sure. Oh, you know. I love that movie. That one is, and so when I watched that one, I was like. Oh, it's a time loop again, like everybody tracking the same time over and over and over again. So it's like, oh my god, that's and also like when I after saw on Wikipedia this movie and Tim Burton, I was like, oh my god, this guy is a genius. He created so many good news. Oh my god, yes, I love Tim Burton. But so have you seen cute. Groundhog Day? That's like yes. one of the main time yes, loop movies that a lot of people reference. Yeah, and the, you know. Time loop or something like never happened in the reality life. It's always like kind of like catch my mind because this is something like I think the movie is like you can experience something like you can never hear in your real life. So that's why like that's why I love sci-fi like Star Trek, Star Wars. Like we're never maybe in the future, long future, maybe in my life. But I still but in movies I can experience it. I felt yeah, that's why we love fantasy movies. That's the main reason that I think a lot of us love fantasy yeah. movies because we can just True. go to an entirely different place. True, but, like the actor creates a totally different background from real life, and it's so like a, a magic world. Like you right. can just go into it and be be one of them. I, it it so took me a lot not to pick Harry Potter because Harry Potter is like <laughs> one of my. <laughs> Ultimate, ultimate favorite. We did like a whole segment on Harry Potter. Yeah, oh, <laughs> we yeah. for like almost two hours, right, Nate? I yeah, that, that's when we had Becca on the podcast. Oh, yeah, it was with Becca. So we just went on and on. So I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that today because then I'm never going to finish. So, oh, yeah. But, you know, I love Family so Yeah. Like a magic world or like a, 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 like a, just like a fantasy world. Like you're just yeah. into it and be one of the. Maybe just that's wonderful. Like that's amazing. Sometimes it just help you to stay away from your your real life sometimes and just right. You can just escape. enjoy your time and、mm-hmm. at that point, like two hours movie, and you just fully into it. Yeah, yeah, I love those movies. Those movies that definitely like hold your attention the entire time,、True. have you on the edge of your seat, have you feeling、yeah. many things like absolutely. Um, where can you currently stream this、uh, movie? I actually I need to check. I'm not sure. Let me check first. You can go check on your movie first. I think I'm gonna go check on my movie too. Yeah, I'm gonna check on mine too. Let's see. I think Netflix maybe has them. I think it did have it for a while. I don't know if they still have it now. Let me see. Yeah, I think I saw it on Netflix too, and if not for sure, I, I know I saw it. Oh, it's on.、Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Oh, oh yes, it's on Disney Plus. Okay, so you can go watch 
Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children. Um, on Disney Plus. And did you say when? I don't know. I this was fairly new, but um, I don't remember. It was based off of a book. Yeah, it is based right? off a book. Yeah, yeah. right. It's the based of the novel. This I think I believe it's the same name. Right. Is it just one book or are there several? I believe there's a series. It's a series, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's a debut novel. It's a, it's, a, it's written by Jane Goldman, and it's uh the same name and. It's I thought Jane Goldman song. wrote the script. I'm pretty sure the novel was written by a guy named Ransom Riggs. Oh, let me check. <laughs> oh, you're right. He's right. <laughs> when was it? When was it? Um, uh, written. It was written Maybe. in uh, 2011. It's okay. I figured it was something fairly new. Wait, what is it? 2011. When they wrote the book, the Mrs. Oh. Peregrine's. Um, oh, it's like how many books are in the series? It's only two. I think it's like a duology. It's like two, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, um, that's what I thought too. Oh man, I need to read the other one then. Yep, I I, there is a graphic one. novel though, also. Yes, it's a... Oh, cool. So, you can check that out. Uh, it's also called the same thing, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, colon, the graphic novel um yeah it was uh there's a there's a sequel called hollow city um hollow city and another one called library of souls um and then there was another one called the map of days um which is supposed to be a sequel trilogy uh that came out a couple years like in 2018 and then there was the conference of birds um, and then another one that came out uh, February of this year uh, oh, called shit. The Disillusions of Devil's Acre. Devil's. Uh, oh, so I'm so behind. <laughs> yeah, he's still right. Yeah. Going. So he made okay. two trilogies off of this. The first one yeah. is, is this one and then a couple more. So it's looking pretty good. If you want to check out those mm -hmm. novels, uh, check them out. I'm sure they're really good. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check them out. Did you have anything else that you wanted to say about it, Jen? No, I just want everybody to watch it. It's so good. <laughs> All right. Enjoy okay. the movie. Okay. Enjoy it. Yeah, I watched it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I really enjoy it. Like I said, read the book because it's it's so good. All right. Nate, uh, do you want to go will, ahead and go next? I will go next. Yes. So okay. we're gonna go into our time machines. Are you guys ready? Not Ruby. Luca. Are you ready? Oh, time machine. I just watched Doctor Who. You ready? You know. Ruby, are you ready? Serenity, yeah. are you ready? Yeah. I'm ready. Just going to the TARDIS. Yes. We're going to go back in time to 1959, the Italian Riviera. Mm. Okay. Somewhere in North Italy, in Northern Italy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which we're going to talk about the 2021 film by, what's his name? Enrico Casarosa. Which is Luca, which is a coming of age fantasy film uh, made by Pixar and Disney. Uh, and it is a really interesting film. It is starring Jacob Tremblay, some loser named Jack Dylan Grazer. I don't know who cares. Uh, Emma Berman. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't think he's a loser. Uh, Emma Berman. Uh, there would be people that would agree with you right now. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Uh, Savario Raimondo, who is an Italian stand-up comic. Uh, he plays the character of... Uh, he, he plays the character of Visconti, who is like the bully mm-hmm. character with his Vespa. Um, <laughs> and uh, who else? It's also starring Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan. So... Mm-hmm. We're going to go into the plot. So, a timid young sea monster, right, herds goatfish off the coast of the Italian town of Partorosa, which is not a real place. It's a fictional uh, town. Um, and his parents, Daniele Lorenzo, who is played by both, um, who is played by uh, Maya Rudolph and Jim Gaffigan, respectively, uh, fearing that humans might haunt him, forbade him to approach the surface. But Luca wants to be where the people are. He wants to walk. He, he has his Doesn't own. Sound familiar. Yeah, he wants to be where the people are. He wants to see them walking, see them dancing. <clears throat> I don't remember the song. <laughs> and then he's like, he has his own. Uh, how does it go? Walking around on those what's up things again? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Up where they. He wants to be up where they run, where they walk. Yeah, and then he has his own little collection of stuff, and he's all like, look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Don't you say my collection's complete? What? What do you mean, ew? What are you ewing for? Uh, My mom, no lie, like, my mom told me that I used to watch Little Mermaid on repeat, like, for days, over and over and over again. Oh. Really? Would you say that Little Mermaid is a problematic movie? Uh, yeah, she ate her own. Her dad was problematic because they would literally eat their own kind, and then he would get mad. Bro, they when were, would they eat their they own kind? Sea life, bro, they ate each other. What do you think they ate? They ate fish. I don't know. They ate <laughs> fish. I guess I've never thought about that. They literally ate the fish. He was like, "Hey, Sebastian." <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm thinking of more of the socio sociological implications of it. Well, we don't have time to talk about that. We have to, we'll go into that okay. segment. Anyway, <laughs> Luca. Party. Luca. So one day Luca meets a real cool dude by the name yeah. of uh, Scarfano. And he's like super cool. He goes to the surface all the time. And he's played by some guy named Jack Smillensmazer. So he, <laughs> so Jack three names. So uh, who, so he lives alone above the surface, and he claims that his father is simply not around much. But really, he just later believed that he was just abandoned there, and who cares? Uh, we never see him. <laughs> so Alberto encourages Luca to venture out into the ocean, showing him what sea monsters can turn into humans when dry, but return to their true forms when wet. So. That's a real cool. So Luca follows Alberto, Alberto, <laughs> to his hideout in Isola de Mare, where boys, where the boys connect while making a makeshift fragile Vespa. Oh yeah, and that's basically gonna be the uh, the uh, MacGuffin of this entire film is the Vespa. The Vespa, yeah. The bare bones plot of this film is these two sea monsters want a vespa now what the vespa represents is up to interpretation it could represent freedom 
or independence, like stuff like that. Uh, what do you guys think it means? I thought I thought it meant like freedom. I thought they meant like you know like they actually wanted to. They had this goal in mind because freedom was what was 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 driving behind it because they didn't want to be, you know, held underwater anymore. They wanted to be able mm -hmm. to be free out in the open world. The ocean's really big, though. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, Don't tell me that. Tell them. Okay. So, <laughs> upon discovering their son's actions, Luca's very overprotective parents plan to send Luca to live in the deep sea with his uncle Ugo, who looks nothing like them. Um, so I guess, I don't know how they're related because they're a different species. Uh, you are, right? Yeah. And also, Ugo seems to have the lantern thing. Yeah. Which mm -hmm. I think only females have. So... Oh, I don't know. I didn't know that only the females have that. I'm pretty sure only females have that. Do you know how those those types of fish reproduce? No, but I'm pretty sure it's not anything nice. I'll tell you what what they do. What they how they reproduce is the male basically goes up to the female and they basically merge into them. What? Yeah, the the merge? the males merge wow. into the female like they just clump onto them and they just like sink into their bodies and they become part of them. Ew. That's not right. That's not true, is it? No, it is true. That is 100% true. That's some alien like shit right there, bro. Are you kidding me? Mhm. Mm but that's how they do it. So, I'm in, have to look into that. Yeah. In retaliation, Luca and Alberto run away to Porto Rosso to find a real Vespa and travel the world and stuff. So that's their motivation. <laughs> they want to get a Vespa and do stuff. But shock horror. The boys run into a foul of the infamous Ercole Visconti, who is played by what's his name? Silver Silverio Raimondo. So, the local bully who was a five-time champion of the Puerto Rosso Cup. OMG, one, two, three. Which is a local children's triathlon. So, Ercole tries to dunk Luca into a fountain, but uh, Julia um, Marcovaldo, who is a young girl, helps the boys escape. Hooray! She saves the day. Girl power, am I right, ladies? Yeah, I also just love that dynamic of it being the two guys and the girl. Mm -hmm. Like, there's other movies that I've seen like that, and I just enjoy watching that. Like, on Monster House, where's the two boys and the girl? Oh, yeah. No! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what else happens? So, in hopes of winning the money needed for a Vespa, the boys and Julia form the team for the triathlon, which involves swimming, biking, and eating of the pasta. <laughs> which is i don't know but because they're because they're italian i guess yes so if Always you pasta. i gonna, hope they eat the pasta last because no, they, just imagine swimming on a you're gonna cramp up and drown pasta. Hell yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah no you have to eat a bunch of pasta and then go biking because it's like the second thing you do oh my god that still be kind of hard yeah you'd be <laughs> I mean, that literally be <laughs> throwing up all over the place. So, uh, 
So, unable to swim without revealing themselves, Luca and Alberto take on biking and pasta-eating portions of the race, respectively while Julia takes the swimming part. So, upon learning this, Ercole vows to beat them and continue his winning streak. Oh, no. Now we have an antagonist. It's literally, like, this grown-ass man and this little girl... Like, he's challenging and bickering with the little girl. I don't think he's supposed to be a grown adult. I, I think he's supposed That's to be, like, 16. what he looks like. I think he's supposed to be 16, but he has a mustache. Yeah, he don't look 16. I think it's supposed to be a commentary about how Italian people seem to have, like, thicker facial hair than other people. But, really? Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> what? So, while the boys trained for the race and befriended Julia's fisherman father, Massimo, who was born with only one arm. Ooh, we got some uh, representation here. Uh, so that's good. <laughs> so, Luca's parents head to the surface to find their son. Julia teaches Luca about school. Whoa. School is lame, right, guys? Yes, very much so. No, Jane. School. Jane, no. do you think do you think school's lame? Mm-hmm. No. Why not? <laughs> no. No. Just... Education is very important. Okay, so and the and the, so the two bond over the love of learning, especially about astronomy, not astrology, because that is lame. No, it's not. It's a load no. of BS. You're lame. You're Calling lame. people lame is lame. Uh huh. That's what a lame <laughs> person would say. <laughs> I'm always one step ahead. <laughs> so, Alberto becomes jealous of Luca and Julia's growing friendship because she he's all like, "I want Luca's time all for myself." Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, are we thinking of a love triangle here? No. No, no because this is a Pixar like, movie. What? Like a bromance, I feel like, because this is the first time that, um, what's his name, Stefano, or uh, Jack Dylan Glazer's... Alberto. Alberto, sorry. This is the first time, like, oh. he has somebody actually there, like, with him, and mm-hmm. he's, like, not feeling alone anymore. Mm-hmm. And so he's kind of feeling threatened by this girl because he feels like he's, you know, gonna, she's going to take more of his time you know and he he had already grown used to having him there yeah so and he he feel he fears abandonment you know he has, he has abandonment a, he has issues abandonment because of his parents issues. yeah well his dad his dad yeah. sorry <laughs> what happened to his mom but no one cares who cares <laughs> we need yeah, a mom this is a what pixar is movie mom? we need a, this is a pixar movie one of the characters needs to have been raised by a single parent and since luca already has a, oh, both of his parents and a grandmother the other one needs mm-hmm. to have a single parent and then he was and then he abandoned him so uh when luca starts ignoring alberto's advice and tries changing their plans to going to school instead of traveling the world he and alberto fight and in anger alberto intentionally reveals his true form to julia <gasps> what a lame thing so <laughs> luca feigns surprise at the transportation transformation and a heartbroken alberta is driven off by urkele so oh, yeah. so julia later sloshes a cup full of water into a 
onto a panicking Luca, seeing his true identity, and she sends him away for his own safety. So it looks like that stinks for him. I guess it blew up in his face. So what do you think about that? What do you think about this Shakespearean betrayal? Um, no, I think it was just really him having to face his reality. Mm. That's what they were doing. Yeah, you have to be yourself. Right. The, that's the true moral of Luca is to just be yourself and everyone will just automatically accept you. And those who care for you will accept you. Yeah. Those who don't accept you don't matter. Yeah. Even if you're like a terrifying sea monster. <laughs> yeah, that. He's not terrifying, though. He's a scary... I don't think they're terrifying. <laughs> so Luca attempts to reconcile with Alberto and discovers that Alberto's father abruptly abandoned him long ago, like any loving father would. So making Alberto think he was a bad kid who should not have friends. That's sad. Would, would you agree, Serenity? Do you think he should not have friends? No. No. Of course not. He should have friends. <laughs> okay. He just doesn't know how to keep friendships right now. Because like I said, he has yeah, a bad... because nobody took... Mm -hmm. Nobody teach him. Like, mm -hmm. he was abandoned from his young age. And he's free mm -hmm. to touch somebody. Mm -hmm. Right. So, Luca sets out to win the Vespa on his own to make things right. So, after several mishaps, Luca takes the lead in the bicycle race. But is forced to take shelter when it starts to rain. Alberto saves him with an umbrella, but Ocole knocks it away, and both boys are revealed as sea monsters. Oh no! They flee Ocole, who now intends to harpoon them and collect the bounty money. So Julia helps by smashing their bike into Ocole, injuring himself in the process. So Luca and Alberto turn back to help her, finally standing up to Ocole. They are defended from Urkele and the other fishermen by Massimo, who reveals that the boys are his friends. The, the dad, right? Yeah. You yeah. probably get friends your own age. <laughs> Am I and right, Ruby? Happy, happy ending. I haven't watched Luca. Oh my god. So he also points out that they have crossed the finish line and won the race. Hooray! So other distinct other disguised sea monsters reveal themselves, including Luca's family and the townsfolk happily welcome them. Like very Disney in a very Disneyfied way. Yeah. So what do you think about that, Ruby? Do you think that's like a very Disneyfied way of wrapping up the I story? Mean, that's a Disney film and it always Disney film. Like when you watch it or when you like the whole story is like a typical Disney mm -hmm. oh, and yeah. I think that's not a bad thing like they always keep it in mind that's good mm -hmm. what do you guys think? I, I very much enjoy it for it being like a Pixar film I think that that's pretty much how they would go either way mm -hmm. but when Urkele refuses to accept the changes his own henchmen Sissio and Guido Throw him into the fountain, fed up with his abuse. Hooray! That's what happens when you do that. So, That's the bully getting the taste of his own medicine. Yeah. So Luca and Alberto purchase a Vespa, but Alberto sells it to buy a train ticket for Luca, allowing him to go to school in Giona with Julia. 
Luca's family, Massimo and Alberto, see Luca and Julia off at the train station where they all promise to stay in touch, but we all know that they're not going to. During the credits, Luca meets Julia's mother and attends. Jeez, way to be pessimistic. Yeah, I mean, that's always the case. Am I right, Ruby? You're always like, we should stay in touch, and you never text each other again. And then do they die? Uh, yeah, they get eaten. No. So Luca meets Julia's mother and attends school, showing off his sea monster appearance and later watching humans walk on the moon. Uh, which is the uh, Apollo 11 thing. Because remember, this right. takes place in 1959. Mm -hmm. uh, so with mm -hmm. Julia on television, uh, so Massimo becomes Alberto's adoptive father, and Alberto and Luca's family enjoy interacting with the humans in Porto Rosso. Um, there's also a post credit scene where Ugo t talks to a stray goldfish about how great his life is in the depths of the ocean. So that's great um so it looks like alberto is more of a more of a, a workforce guy than a than a school guy yeah but at least he is gonna be able to see him since he got adopted by luca's dad mm -hmm. so, so at least he'll always be there and he solved his abandonment issues once he figured out you know hey i don't have to be with you 24 7 you can go to school and do the things that you want to do and live your dreams, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep, so that's the story. Like Bestie Vibes only. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the story. And you forgot to mention the main thing that they say on the movie. What do they say? You know what they say. Um, this has been a Disney production. <laughs> it's Silencio Bruno. That's a stupid phrase. <laughs> no, I don't know. The heck is your movie? Where can you watch Luca? <laughs> On Disney Plus. It was released. It was released as a Disney Plus exclusive because of the COVID nineteen thing, um, and Pixar was not happy about it. Oh, um, I bet. No. Pixar is never happy when they don't get their money. Yeah. Yes. Like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> yeah, I wasn't paid ten million dollars. I was instead paid nine million. <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know who's in the wrong there. I don't know who's in the wrong there. What do you guys think? Um, I don't know because I don't know what they like agreed with. Because yeah, I don't know the contract saying like if they said they have to be in the theater or only in the theater, then the Disney is definitely the wrong side. But if the contract that maybe they were on the screen performance i mean yeah you know, like maybe it depends on what they are grabbing. yeah i can't I, I don't know enough to comment on it yeah that's what a coward would say ruby <laughs> okay no, I mean... um so are you done nate i'm sorry yeah that's the that was that's my thing you can see it on on disney plus i think it's a really good film uh check yes, it out it on disney plus Whenever you get really a good family film. Mm -hmm. Feel good film. Mm -hmm. The right. kids really liked it. Serenity, do you want to do yours next? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Sucker Punch. I'm doing Sucker Punch. Have y'all, has everyone seen Sucker Punch? I have, have not seen, seen Sucker, Sucker Punch because I was told it was a bad movie. You've never seen Sucker Punch, bro. It's not a bad movie. What the heck? Who told you that? Um, I'm pretty maybe sure. People, maybe people who don't get it. 
Yeah, like, it's maybe a bad people movie. that don't get that it's a whole like metaphorical Metaphor. film. I don't and, know. Like, I don't know. Okay. Well, he hasn't seen it. So, so, so um, wait, what one second. For I got those people who haven't seen Sucker Punch, it's about like like my mom said, it's a it's a metaphorical movie. Um, it's about this girl who loses her mom at a at a young age, and she's left with her. <laughs> Came out in 2011. Oh yeah, uh, it was released in. He says 22 percent run tonight. I saw that one. 33 percent. Come on. We don't trust Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, we don't. No. No, but... I mean I do, but I always go still, even if it gets a bad review. Like I always have to see it myself. I always have to give like my own review of the film. You know. I mean. Yeah. You have people out here that like Mother, you know? Like, That's an amazing movie. I did not like that That's movie. an amazing I'm, movie. Did, that I, movie was the worst. I think Mother got nominated for, like, a bunch of Razzie film, Razzie awards. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is that? Like, the joke awards. It's what? like That it's, movie was great. It's supposed to be, like, anti-Oscars, like, the worst yeah. picture, worst actor, mm-hmm. worst this. Um, yeah. Anyways, go on. Um, yeah, about but anyway, so after this girl loses her mom or whatever, she's left. Oh, after her... she loses her mom or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so it was made by Zack Snyder, by the way. It was supposed to be she's Zack. Left, um, she's left with like her abusive stepdad, and he like sends her to this. It's like a, it's like a psych ward, I guess, like an institution. And so they send her there, and, you know, while she's there, she uses her imagination to cope with her being there because, you know, of how traumatic it is and stuff there. And so, you know, um, she she does that, and... Talk about the scenes. Like, what scenes does she use to cope? Shush! And then also, like, in the movie, whenever she's using her imagination to cope... While she's doing that, she's also trying to find a way to get out of the psych ward or institution or whatever. So, you know, even though it's like showing everything that's going on in her imagination, some of it is actually still happening in real life. Which kind of sucks now that I think about it because in the movie, they don't show what's actually going on in real life. They just like show what she's imagining in her head. But it's pretty cool because... Um, the scenes that they do show, like, of her imagination, they're, like, they're really cool scenes. Like, they're, they're, like, literally fighting scenes. They're, like, scenes of her at war, like, you know. Like, action-packed. Yeah, action-packed scenes. And the costumes, you know. Oh, and the actresses that are in there, uh, Vanessa Hudgens is in there. Who else is in the cast? I like Jamie Chung. Jamie Chung is, I love Jamie Chung. The, yeah, Jamie Chung is in there. Um, that main, the main. Character. Emily Browning is is the main character. She's baby doll. Emily Browning. Right. She she you you know her before because you've seen her before on the movie A Series of Unfortunate Events. Right. Oh Jim yeah. She, she was sister. the sister, the big sister. I just now realized that. Yeah, and she, uh, let me see. Um, Abby Cornish is also in it. Um, mm-hmm. she was in yeah. Somersault, uh, Bright Star. Um, she was also in Limitless as well. Jenna Malone is also in it. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 
I recommend it. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it's a good movie if you understand it. And yeah, like, there's pretty much like a, a twist at the end as well, like which uh-huh. you're not expecting. Well, okay. Yeah, the end happened. Yeah, okay, um, Ebert. It was on Netflix for a while. I think they like just took it off like a month ago or so ago. Because it's like so, um, so now bad. You can only you can only stream it on YouTube, and you have to buy it for like three ninety nine. You can get it on YouTube or on Vudu. So, uh, let me double check on on where we could stream Sucker Punch. Um, yeah, it was made by Zack Snyder, and I believe it was supposed to be his first uh, film that wasn't adopt adapted from anything. Like this was the mm-hmm. first original concept that he ever like came up with. Um, yeah, it's not I also available. Feel like now. they just wanted to cater to men who would love to see girls dressed up, you know, fighting. <laughs> in nice little skirts i think i think snyder wants to like implement his own thing into there so yeah so i want to i do want to talk about sucker punch a little bit more so i know that okay so baby doll does slip into a fantasy world uh in which she's Mm -hmm. newly arrived in a brothel owned by a guy named blue jonas who i believe is right like basically all the people who work at the facility that she's been uh that she's at at the hospital the mental hospital she they're key characters inside her metaphorical scenes that she's having inside her head. So they all play roles there. Right. They're all different people, of course, in real life. And really, she's not crazy. Like, that's the main focus of this thing as well. That's why she's trying to get out because she's actually not crazy. There was just an incident that happened with her stepfather where he made her look like a criminal, like if she was trying to kill him Mm. for no reason or something like that. And he had all the power since... Her mom had recently died. He had attorney of power of attorney over them to do whatever he wanted, and that's why he locked her up. Yeah. So yeah, it was mainly Blue Jonas, uh, who is played by Oscar Isaac, uh, whom she envisions as a mobster, where she and the other patients are were like sex slaves, um, which yeah. I guess is how she views mm-hmm. herself in this uh, mental institution. Uh, and also in this realm, she friends four other patients slash dancers who are Amber, Blondie, Rocket, and Rocket's sister, and star of the show Sweet Pea, which is Abby Cornish, Jenna Malone, Vanessa Hudgens, and Jamie Chung's characters. Uh, so a uh, guy named Dr. Gorski, who is played by Carlo Gugino, um, who you might remember her in, in Troop Beverly Hills and This Boy's Life, um, so yeah so she who is envisioned as the girl's dance instructor so blue yeah, and four, her. yeah. I, I forgot her name but she's pretty big too she's pretty well known carla gugino yeah yeah so uh blue informs baby doll that her virginity will be sold to a client known as the high roller um who i believe is who is played by john ham yeah, so the high roller who's played by John Hamm, who is actually the doctor scheduled to perform her lobotomy. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess she views, like, the lobotomy as, like, a super invasive process as the same as taking your virgi- some your, your own virginity. Yeah. Like, something super intimate and very invasive. Um, mm-hmm. And should only be done in, like... Oh, no. Oh, no. Why? I don't know. Okay, uh, either, anyways, um, I think you should watch Sucker Punch just, like, because of the scenes. Like, mm-hmm. the scenes are actually, like, really 
good. And they the soundtrack, have, they the have soundtrack. good music. They have great costume, and they have good the fighting. aesthetic of it in general. Fighting scenes. Yeah. So yeah, that's Sucker um, Punch. What is what's yeah. yours? And so I am going to talk about the Lord of the Rings, and. I, I really like I had so many fantasy movies that I could talk about. I mean, I wanted to do Star Wars, like I said, Harry Potter, uh, Black Panther, like there's so many, but I chose to do Lord of the Rings because I feel like it's not talked about enough, honestly, for like how great and grand it is. And I think it's partially because not a lot of people have seen it like and nowadays, like Gen Z, like she hasn't seen it. She's never seen it. Ooh. And, yeah. I don't I feel like a lot of people haven't. So it's this is amazing trilogy. It was obviously it's a series of books um, that it was adapted from. So it's a trilogy based on a novel written by J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. And yeah, and I just I want to give credit because like I always feel like I'm so fascinated by people's imaginations when they can create like whole other worlds, you know, and whole other mm-hmm. kinds of people and whole other kinds of things going on, you know, like that is very powerful to me for you to be as creative as that. And um, that's one of the reasons why it drew me in to begin with, because it was this whole other place. Um, These books take place uh, in this like area called Middle Earth. That's what Mm -hmm. they call it, which is basically like Earth, like our planet, right? But it's it kind of feels like it would be set in like times back then where people you know don't have much technology don't have much of you know computers or anything like that that we have now so it kind of feels like it'd be set back then in much simpler times but it involves like magic and wizards and uh, monsters like goblins and so many things right just different all over the place um in this world there's elves and all these kinds of things um so it began in 2001 with the first film um that was called the fellowship of the ring and it debuted one year after another like each film was 2001 and then 2002 with the two towers and then 2003 with the return of the king yeah the cast is freaking stellar obviously like you have Orlando Bloom in his breakthrough role as Legolas, you know, the main elf guy who could, like, shoot freaking arrows like nothing, you know, like, he was skilled, uh, how do I say, a master at the bow and arrow. Right. And then we also got and, Viggo Mortensen. I'm sorry? We, got, we still got Viggo Mortensen. Is there a goal? Yeah, Viggo Mortensen, Elijah Liz Wood. Tyler, yeah. Ian McKellen, Elijah Wood... Sean Aston, uh, <laughs> Kate Blanchett, Sir Christopher Frank Cara didn't, I don't know, I don't know how I say it. It's like Sir Christopher Lee. You yeah, Sir him, Christopher right? Lee. Yes. Um, and then we have the brothers that are played by, you know, Mary and Pippin that are played by Billy Boyd and Dominic Monaghan. And also Hugo Weaving is in there. Um, Andrew Sarkis, who plays Gollum. Oh, yeah. He did an amazing job playing Gollum. And then Sean Bean, um, who's part of the Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. But, yeah, so basically I wanted to just talk about it because I I really love, like I said, how creative it is, you know, to be able to look inside of what a mind 
you know, that creative can do and just like make magnificent things, you know, come to life. Mm -hmm. The uh, costume, the set design, like the cast, like it all fits so perfect. Like these people that were cast in these films, like just look like they belong there, right? Like it just went together so well. Um, the story. Lord of the Rings, what happened? What's going on? Is it recording? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, so I was just saying, basically, this story revolves a group of people who are going against this dark evil force that exists that is trying to take over Middle Earth, of course, their home and stuff like that. And if that happens, you know, it's going to be mass destruction and chaos and everybody's going to get killed off or whatever. So they have like the task of destroying this ring that will end or kill that dark force and the three books like it's basically the journey from beginning to end but a lot happens along the way and you get to meet new characters along the way find out new things how things happen the, you know i was really really interested in the origin story of Gollum, so i was just like really really happy when they showed us like how all of that went down i believe they're, um, they're making a video game uh about Gollum, just called Gollum. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, they're making the freaking uh, TV show now of Lord of the Rings. Did you hear? Yeah. That they're, oh, that yeah. They're, yeah, their budget was like $495 billion or something $495 like Oh, my goodness. That is know how much massive. Like insane amount. Maybe no, $495 million. Okay, $95 million, <laughs> yeah, I think. I'll be like, like $105 billion? That's, that's like all of Hollywood. Is all of Hollywood pushing in? $100 billion. Yeah. Comes but yeah. yeah, but like <laughs> she said, wait, is that where Smeagol comes out? <laughs> okay. So yeah, like, yeah. So cool. Lord of the Rings is is like a, a spectacle in the film industry. Something that we will probably never see again. This is why, like, for, like I people need to see this, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's so amazing. Yeah. It's and, one of a kind. Yeah. And Peter Jackson took a huge gamble, like this new experimental way of filming where he decided yeah. to just film yeah. the like, all three of the film yeah, all the books. Kudos to Peter Jackson cuz mm -hmm. yeah, he did direct all yeah, I three. I think there's a documentary about the back scene, behind the scenes Oh, I'm about sure the there is. Yeah. And I think that's really worth to watch. Like I remember the one one thing that I remember clearly is about the ring, like cuz you see the ring it's more one but in the reality they make a huge range shoot for the easter shot to make it look precisely so oh cool so you, where is you that know, where can you watch that oh i forget some some point i watched this because i remember me. clearly like they made a huge ring to shoot that movie oh they have it on they have it on prime what do they what do they have it on prime the behind the scenes this is the beep. yeah and there's yeah. some on youtube too it looks like but yeah. um you can stream all three of lord of the rings on amazon prime and right. google tv for the low price of 15.99 no <laughs> yeah so like the news probably the, i don't know <laughs> the lord of the rings show is supposed to be on prime so i would yeah, yeah. so yeah. let me I'm see i'm excited to see that and then also you have the hobbit movies that stemmed off of the original Lord of the Rings movie. Honestly, I don't. That is like that's. Well, he's me, but I really don't think of it. It's 
that much great. You yeah. know, it's just after that, after watch the whole of the ring, and then you go to the hobbies, you feel like you lose something. It's not like it's so intense and so maybe magic, powerful. Yeah. Like, I think I only enjoyed it because of the nostalgia. You know, like I wanted to see Lord of the Rings again. Yes, that was the reason why I watched it. People love it because the Lord of the Rings. Like if you just watch that the Hobbit, the movie itself, it feels like yeah. Maybe just you miss something like not that intense and like magic and powerful, like not that magnificent movie, like we、right. match, you know? Yeah, yeah, because you're so used to what happens in the first movies. Yeah. Yes, so intense. And what do you think, May? You think that the Hobbit movies are worth it? Or no? Um, the Hobbit was definitely like a shell of what the Lord of the Rings was. Um, any if I would if you would have to, I would suggest to watch the Dissolution of Smog, which is I would say is the best out of the three,、mm-hmm. um, which is the second yeah. film, because、um, yeah. that one was actually pretty fun, mainly because Benedict Cumberbatch's Smog was really is really interesting to watch.、Uh, mm-hmm. So I would say that, but Lord of the Rings, I know that it was like the First fantasy film to ever win, well, I don't want to know about that, but it is one of the very first films to ever win,、uh, like sweep the Oscars. Every single award it was ever nominated, it won,、yeah. and it was the first time that happened since uh, since uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest、uh, yeah. <laughs> back back like years years earlier, and so that one is like an acclaim of how. Big this yeah, thing was such、How、a masterpiece.、Mm-hmm. Like it is really a masterpiece,、yeah. and I didn't even, I didn't even read the books. Like the movies are three hours long at that, and so I can just imagine how big these books are. Yeah,、uh, yeah the the movies are three and a half hours long each. Three long hours long.、Yeah. <laughs> But it's one of those movies, like you said, Jen, that you don't even realize that you've been sitting there that whole time because yeah, you're literally like the、so、story is just catching you,、yeah. like. You you cannot miss a detail like you make that law sometimes.、Mm. I also hold these movies really dear to my heart because、um, this was like a period of time where my mom was in between like her being newly divorced and us having to like co-parent you know her and my dad, and so we had these movies where we would always plan to go watch them together, and it'd be me myself and my brother. And we'd always go watch them every time they came out. We watched the first one when they came out, the second one, and the third. It was kind of like our own little time that we spent together with our mom. And yeah, we didn't we didn't even care we didn't, that it was three hours long. Like we just really enjoyed it.、Mm-hmm. So I I think everybody else should go watch that. I think yeah, it is an amazing film. The CGI special effects are amazing. You wouldn't、amazing. even tell that this. Oh my god, I cried on the third movie. Yeah, like at the end, I was like, "Oh my god!" Like all the yeah. On these yeah. So this, these are like special effects that came out in two thousand one, two thousand two, and two thousand three. Yeah, I think and, it's the earliest to like the CGI、mm-hmm. going to have a very huge. Like I, I mean, of course, Star Wars is earlier, but the Lord of the Rings is kind of like a a door of the fantasy movie. Like people really get into. After that, the Harry Potter or the others like they keep this the series like, but always like the Lord is every everybody is like 
it's kind of like a door. Like after this movie comes out, this door is open, and, and the audience like go into this genre, and people like, oh, I love this movie. I love this setting. I love this whole story, or and I want, I want to watch more. So I, yeah. a lot of movies comes out in this genre. Like, yeah. it's just like a. I don't know. It's just kind of like a door, like a new world to the industry. A groundbreaking and CGI or something. Yeah, true. Like it has to be. Um, but yeah, so that's why I decided to talk about that movie. Like I said, there were so many others that I wanted to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Mortal Kombat and like Constantine and Suicide Squad, like those. Those are all good movies, so definitely. So yeah, so we're gonna move on to our next segment, which is recommendations. Hooray! Yes. So anybody has any recommendations? Entertainment recommendations? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, yeah, it could be a play, it could be a film, it could be a show, it could be a book, and it could be like an album, or or video game or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I would recommend today. I just recently watched the. Uh, 1964 black comedy film Doctor Strangelove which is <laughs> which is it's a black and white so film old. it was huh that is so old yeah it came out in 1964 it was made by Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. like who was like the genius filmmaker Stanley Kubrick um and it is a film that satirizes the cold war fears of nuclear conflict between the Soviet Union and the United States so, uh, the film was directed, produced, and co-written by the great Stanley Kubrick, and it stars Peter Sellers, George C. Scott, Sterling Hayden, and Slim Pickens as Major King Kong. <laughs> so, the film was made in uh, the United Kingdom and is loosely based on the Peter George thriller novel Red Alert, uh, which came out in 1958. So, the c- story concerns an unhinged United States Air Force general uh, who orders the first nuclear strike on the Soviet Union. So it separately follows the president of the United States, his advisors, the Joint Chiefs of Staff, and the Royal Air Force uh, exchange officer as they attempt to prevent the crew of the B-52 plane who were following orders from the general from bombing the Soviets and starting a nuclear war. So, uh, yeah, so it is like it, it's actually really funny. It's a huge, like, satirization about, like, how dumb these people can be in, like, intense situations and all that kind of stuff. Uh, how... Is it the Russians that they're focusing on or who? It's uh, mostly the Americans. Okay. It's the Americans and about how blind Americans can be, like, uh, when in terms of, like, uh, their own prejudices as opposed to what really needs to be done. Like, they have the Russian ambassador there with them who is a, who is a, a Soviet, and the, the general, one of the uh, Joint Chiefs of Staff or something like that, is constantly like, he's a, he's a communist. We, he shouldn't help us at all. <laughs> like that kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah. That sounds very American. Yeah. And it's supposed to be like a, <laughs> like a commentary on that. And it's, it's really funny. Um, so like, and the film is, yeah, so it is actually considered one of the best comedies ever made. 
So, and it is also one of the greatest films of all time. So in 1998, the American Film Institute actually ranked it 26th on its list of best American movies uh, in the 2007 edition. Uh, in the 2007 edition, it was actually ranked uh, 39th. But, uh, and in two, yeah. So in two, uh, so it was listed number three in its list of funniest American films. And in 1989, the United States Library of Congress included Dr. Strangelove as one of the first 25 films selected for preservation in the National Film Registry for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So that's what I would, I would highly recommend Dr. Strangelove. It is a really funny film, a really greatly directed, greatly acted film. Uh, I believe Peter Sellers plays three characters in this entire film. Um, he plays Mandrake. He, he plays Mandrake. He plays uh, the president, Muffley. And he also plays the titular Dr. Strangelove, who is actually a nuclear war expert and a former Nazi who uses a wheelchair. So, so yeah. he plays three different characters? Yeah, he plays three different characters. Yeah. And where can we watch this? You can watch it on HBO Max. You can watch it on HBO Max. It is a really good film. I highly recommend it. If you watch anything from Stanley Kubrick, watch Doctor Strangelove. Some people would say The Shining, but I would recommend Doctor Strangelove. But I would say I would say The Shining. The Shining is a great film too. Don't get me wrong, but also check out Doctor Strangelove. Yeah, I will. Um, I just have two shows that I just want to quickly recommend. I mean, they're not. I'm not going to go into too much detail because they're pretty well known. So first, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is back for its last season. Okay. And I started watching. There's two episodes available right now on Hulu. But the, the start, the starting episode is so strong. Like, I immediately fell in love with Brooklyn Nine-Nine again. And I remember why I enjoyed watching this show, even though it's about a cop. It's about cops. It's a cop show. Um, but I, I just realized how much I missed him. So go watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine if you're a fan of them. Also, speaking of uh, Cold War and nuclear nukes and stuff like that, um, be sure to watch UFO, uh, sorry, Top Secret UFO Projects Declassified on Netflix because I learned a lot. Um, there are a lot of stereotypes around aliens and stuff like that that... Uh, that this like kind of like debunks like it, it kind of like tells you that's that's not true you know this is actually the true accounts the true witness accounts and stuff like that so there's a lot that you find out about it also made me feel like the men in black organization can actually be real like you know you, you, just you never life. thought about you didn't hear the the real life accounts of actual men in black uh no Hmm. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen anything like that. But like the way that this these episodes explain like how the government is behind and like I don't know, I don't want to give it away, but there's a lot of things that they've kept hidden basically and now that they really can't anymore. Basically just watch it. Yeah, basically just watch it. Those are my recommendations. Okay. What about you, Serenity? What do you got for us? Um, I'll probably say Pan's Labyrinth is a really good one that I would recommend. Um that's another fantasy one. So mm-hmm. you love fantasy, but Pan's Labyrinth is kind of like in another language. I think it's like Spanish. It's in Spanish. Yeah, it, it's in Spanish, Spanish. But it, it has subtitles. Yeah. But the story is like really interesting. I mean, it's directed by Guillermo del, del Toro. So if you know his movies, like about monsters and stuff like that. That's, and that's on Netflix. So you can Netflix. watch that on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's a dark fantasy film. You can watch, that's yeah. That's my recommendation. 
Yeah. What about you? What about Jane? What do you got for us? Mm, I actually got you for a Korean movie. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm pretty sure you're not. I'm not sure. Like it's a pretty old one before the Parasite, so it's called uh, Along with the Gods. Along with the gods. Along with the gods. The gods. Yeah, you can try. It's a. I really like the story. So it's the story about um, a man, a very good man, died. So and he had to after he dies, he had to go to the hill to pass, uh, forty nine days. So after he go in this forty nine days, he gonna go to seven tasks, and after that, he gonna go to the heaven. So the story is about the in this forty nine days what's gonna happen and it's gonna re you're gonna reveal all his you know all his life because he is a really great man like he should be totally fine with this forty nine days hell but actually it's not there's a lot of things happen so it's a very I mean it's a very new and very different story and also because recently the Korean movie are going to the American market and i think more and more people loving them and it's this yeah, guy is parasite. pretty parasite. it's, so it's actually a pretty typical korean movie style so it's it's a, a a different way that telling story from the american movie so i think that's a good one like you guys can try so it's actually have a two movies so the a lot along with the gods mm -hmm. have a two so but actually these two movies are together the, the storyline is come along so you can watch the first one and then go to the next one it's actually a wide a long a very one long story but they separate into two so it's gonna be if after watching two movies it's gonna cause you four hours or five okay. hours but what that's is, a good one so i actually just check and the 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 first one the two rows is right now in youtube and it's free so you can just go to the youtube and watch it but, oh apparently you need to open the subtitle so but also you can watch on the apple tv or amazon prime yeah it looks like oh, you I'm can okay it looks like you can watch part you can't watch part watch part one anywhere but part two is available on hulu yes uh let me see the the last 49 days yeah the last yes, 49 the days last two, the, the, the part two is on the hulu the, but the part one is on the youtube and you can watch free right now yeah okay cool all right well thank you and again thank you so much for joining us today i hope you had a good fun time with us of course <laughs> um, you can follow uh jin on uh, social media um ig at cynthia yan 97 and you can follow us um, at Wacky Talkies. Um, it's uh, Wacky underscore Talkies on Instagram. We're also on Facebook. And yeah, so Nate and I just wanted to also get a little bit pumped up about our movie that we're starting production on this weekend, right, yeah. Nate? Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. We've been now. Yeah, we've been doing pre-production for three months already. We got pretty much everything ready. Uh, Hopefully we'll get everything. Everything will go smoothly. Uh, we were able to adjust everything as we can. We are going to do a really, really good job, I hope. Uh, yeah, we're going to stay on set, and mm -hmm. um, we're all going to have a great time. So stay tuned to hear more about that so you guys can uh, yeah. watch that amazing film that we are going to shoot this weekend. Right. 
right, thank you. I have been Ruby Rodriguez with Serenity. And I've been Nathaniel <laughs> Avila. Gene. Gene, yes. Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to A Vision Podcast, home of Wacky Talkies, The Kingdom, Evil Exists, and many more.